Are you having a hard time converting for sale by owners into legitimate listings for your business? If so, this episode is for you. Episode 44 of Mega Real Estate Talk. Let's go. You're listening to Mega Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker, your source for an honest, insightful look into Central Virginia's real estate market. Combined, Jared and Galen have over 20 years sales experience, as well as hundreds of testimonials from clients past and present who rely on them for advice and assistance when buying and selling homes in today's incredibly hot and competitive real estate market. And now, your hosts, Jared Davis and Galen Parker. I am Jared Davis. And I am still Galen Parker. And this is episode 44 of Mega Real Estate Talk. If you haven't already, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe below. Right here. Comment up. Let us know what you think, what topics you'd like to see us discuss. Galen, how are you doing today? I am uh, doing good. I'm like, uh, as you were kind of cycling through that, I was having a conversation with our VA. <laughs> She's just like, copy, got it, doing it. I'm just with like, who? I love it. Our VA. Oh, our VA. Not RVA. Our virtual assistant. I'm having a conversation with RVA right now. But our, our virtual VA. assistant from the she's, Philippines. She's killing it. She's, she's great. I've got a listing going up. She's creating graphics for the agents. They're doing the open house for me there. There will be 12 to 2, 2 to 4. She's got it all broken down. Pictures, they all love it. She misspelled someone's name. And I was like, fix it. she was like, copy, fixing it. I'm like, I love it. I'm glad your life is going so well. Yeah. Yeah. I am uh, about to go perfect. on vacation. You're about to go on vacation. Um, it's crazy it's when good. we all leave. Hit the wrong button. Dude, Mike is just, you're the worst. <laughs> I, I got like to memorize where they're at. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe we can put much. some labels on there the for you. So, ladies and gentlemen, just so you guys understand, you can't understand see. colors, obviously. <laughs> There you go. He's got a soundboard over here with like buttons, and so he had the perfect time to do the proper button. He like hit a button. It was like, "Hi!" I'm like, "Come on, man! You we set you up." All right. Kill so, Jared, it. you're going on vacation. Jared, might I ask where are you going? Or I'm going to go to New England. I was trying to do Spain and Portugal, which this is not. Um, but <laughs> I was like, Whoa. I've had no time to plan anything, and so it's our three year anniversary. And I was like, "What am I going to do? We're going to just drive, so I don't have to book anything." And so I booked a bunch of. Hotels in like Maine and Portland, and the entire uh, time, Jackie's like, "You're gonna get some good uh, seafood." Yeah, I'm gonna eat a lot of lobster. Crustaceans are getting crushed. Does the lady eat uh, lobster? Mm, she will. She doesn't love it, but I'm gonna. So make this her trip's watch mo- me. more about you. Well, we're gonna go to Acadia National Park. We're gonna go to Vermont and Stowe and Burlington. And Can you bring me back um, a live lobster? Got it. <laughs> There's a company that ships it. So it. the funny thing is, like, I am like allergic to shellfish, but like, we were just in Dallas a couple weeks ago, and Jared's like, "Galen, try the lobster." I'm like, "Absolutely, I'm delicious." I was like, "Oh, this will be fine." Uh, bring me some like maple syrup. You're the second person to ask for maple syrup. Well, I'm the only person that's getting it. So. I, you know what the problem is? I forgot who the first person was that asked for maple syrup. Hey, <laughs> hi! I guess you're not going to forget your best friend. I'm just going to buy a bunch of maple syrup and just start passing out. <laughs> Finally, he, he, he locked it in correctly. I should, you know what we should do? I should find mini maple syrup bottles, like the Cracker Barrel ones, but legit, and then bring it back for like pot buys. And is, is any of that neck of the woods known for particular alcohol? Mm, I mean, you have tons of good breweries up through Maine and all that stuff, like Maine Brewing. You got Allagash. I was thinking like a maple infused whiskey or something. I'm sure, you've got some wineries all through that area. If you find like, I actually don't really care about syrup, but if you find like a, a alcohol, I cared a second ago that uh, like changes you your stop life. In Boston, yeah, yeah, the worst city in town, the worst city in town in the world. Really, you don't like Boston? Their roads are terrible. 
It's like the Tennessee. Really? What? <laughs> no, it's Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky. I mean, God, what state, poor, what state poor, were we just like Kentucky, totally destroying? Kentucky, Tennessee, and West Virginia that have been clumped together into a ball of hate for for a bunch of states that touch us and border us. You have a lot of disdain for them. I'm ready to fight. Uh, you know, it's like I, I'm a I'm a I'm a Long Island, New York kid. So anytime you talk about Boston, I'm like, oh yeah, mm, the cancer okay. of the Americas. Got it. All right. Well, sorry. <laughs> On now, that note. Now that we've offended everyone in Massachusetts. <laughs> Come Alrighty. at me, bro. <laughs> okay. Wicked pizza. Um, anything else? Yeah, stressing out, trying to finish, trying to leave for two weeks, have so many things going on. I'll be going What's for going on with the house? My Oh, my personal house is yeah. fully framed up, pretty much. Um, they were putting the roof trusses on last week, so it should be pretty much wow. getting there. And it looks absolutely incredible. Um, hopefully, by the end of the year, we're in it. I ordered all my furniture this past weekend. That cost a lot of money. What? A lot of money, yeah. How can you do that without, like... Most furniture places are, like, two months out anyways, so I'm just like, I mean, what do I need to know? I know I need a king bed, so I bought a king bed. And I know I needed a couch for my basement. I bought a couch. Uh, how, many, how many TVs? Well, I already have three in my current house, and so I think I just need one more. I'm going to do, like, either a 77 OLED or an 83 OLED for uh-huh. the basement TV. Uh-huh. And then I already have an OLED in my basement now. That'll move to probably... My bedroom, and then I've got a 65 in my bedroom now that will probably move to the upstairs living room, and then I've got a 50 in my current living room that will probably go in my gym. Okay. What I'm, what I'm thinking. Okay. I don't know. That's the thought. We'll see. But yeah, a lot of furniture. Dining room tables, benches, beds, mattresses, couches, all that stuff's ordered. Wow. A lot of money. I spent more on a mattress than Can you I do s- a sleep number? Um, sure. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, she said it was, it was the Maserati of mattresses and I was like, well, she I'm a car sold, one. whatever. Right. I, I don't know. It's like one of those things. That, here's the thing. I'm 33 years old. I'm embarrassed to say, but frugally happy to say I have never purchased a mattress. What? At 33. It's just one of those things like you move out and like you take one. And then, like, somebody else will move, and they're like, well, I got this guest bed, and, like, I got to get rid of it. And I'm like, ah, well, man, I got a guest room. I'll throw it in. And then I've just gone through this circulation of homes. And, like, I mean, I moved into my first house at 18 that I bought. That that bed went somewhere, but then, like, my sister moved and needed, some like, someone to take a bed, so I put it in our house. And then that eventually shifted to, like, my bedroom. And then somebody else moved, and they were like, hey, I got a king. We got to get rid of this queen. And I was like, all right, I'll throw it in a guest room. So it's always been... I've just never had to buy a mattress. And so I was like, this is one almost a forever purchase. These things last, what, 10 years, 15 years? Yeah, I would say 10 years. Let's call it 10 to 15. So then I was like, all right, I mean, what is that, like a few grand for a mattress, like a good one? But then you start getting there and you're like, wait, I can, I got to buy a box spring. But if I don't buy a box spring, I can buy like one of the springs that like vibrates and it lets me set my mattress up at night. I have a sleep number and I'll never go back to anything else. Does it vibrate? It does everything. It's, is it great? Do you, yeah. And it sits up? Yeah. Right? Either, either person can sit up. That's how the, mine is. The number That's is exactly like, what I did. You have your own number and all that. Yeah. So it was like 10 grand. Mine was less than that. Yeah, it was like nine, nine something. It was a little less than that too. But, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember exactly. Right. It was expensive. You're like, it was like 9,800. Okay, was, we're still, still less was, than 10. It was expensive. So like, well, it was like 3,650. It was more than that. <laughs> I couldn't, well, I had to have people come put it in. Like, you can't, like, they had to go do it. Yeah, so, so I did the same thing. I did two XL twins because we did like the thing where we tested what firmness we needed and like my wife's was a different firmness than mine so i was like well only one of us is going to be happy if we just get one mattress right like either you or me and it would be her i would pick her over me so i was like well let's just do two so we got our own firmness and then same thing our own 
pads because if you could do one, but then if I want to sit up, then she has to sit up right. and vice versa. Or if you do the two mattresses or one mattress with just one that sits up, then it's like pulling on her mattress. So we've got two mattresses, two things. Or if you're snoring, she can just take your remote and then move you up a little bit. Yeah, hit the you. snore button. There's a, there's a snore. I thought about Galen. I was like, I don't want to sleep with Galen in this bed. But if we have But to. if I had to, <laughs> I, it's the bed to have because it's got the snore button. This guy, man, you go to Dallas with him every year and... He's just sawing logs all night. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how he sleeps. When you snore that loud, I'm like, how does it not wake you up? It's, it's a crazy. fair it's a fair exchange. Yeah. It's insane. It's I've never heard anything like it. I feel like my snoring rivals like you eating in public and then gasping <laughs> for air afterwards. I'm like, all right. I can't say anything about it because I know I'm snoring. Me eating is like it's like I imagine if I was on if you were on death bro and you knew it was your last <laughs> meal and they gave you your favorite food and it was the last thing you're ever gonna eat and, and then they were like you got five minutes yes that's me for every meal of my life every day no matter what it is I mean you don't ever want to see me with a bowl of cereal my wife probably wouldn't have married me if she watched me with a bowl of cereal lunch. I mean I'm just like don't get near it you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's got a little bit of food aggression <laughs> I mean it's really bad he is like he just inhales so much air after while he's eating so like after he's done eating he's like <laughs> i'm like Are you, okay? yeah, yeah. you know you only have a sister right there wasn't like a ration of food when you grew and up i used to somebody. go to her house when i was single for a while i used to go to her, their place for dinner like once a week and every week she was like oh my god can you just i like, was just thinking about like she's so particular down. she i know she was probably just like looking at you like are you okay jared because i'm like it. i'm like down in the plate you know, like, <laughs> You gotta get like close to it. He's know? growling at people. You can't make cat eye contact at, with him. Cat at feeding time. It is. I don't know, man. Something's wrong with me. I, it's not. Uh, That's so funny. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, we should probably deep dive. We've we've rambled deep, on for a deep, while. Deep we got dive. we got we got furniture. We got matches. We got vacations. Let's do this. I like it. This one gets me going. Alrighty, deep diving. At some point, it's gonna fade out. There we go. Very nice. How to convert Fizbo's or for sale by owners into listings. This is something that anytime we role play with people in our EXP network, when we uh, role play with our team, I always find that um, people flaw, fall flat on their face a lot of times with for sale by owner conversations. <laughs> well, I think one of the reasons, like prospecting's hard enough, but like in this. Guess niche, 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 niche. I don't know. Mm. Whatever. This is one of the things we're like, hey, let's call someone who's like actively has the approach. We're like, I don't need you. Yes. Yeah, so right? How do Fizbo? Yeah. How do Fizbo's feel about realtors? You know, they they feel as if one. I, I've always gotten the sense that they try to treat me as if I'm trying to scam them out of something. They're yeah. like, oh, I don't. Anyone could do your job, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, anyone with a knife and patience could be a doctor, right? I'm like, yeah. you see how absurd those two sound. Yeah, like, I always yeah. wonder, like, do you try to pull your own, like, fix your own cavities? Do yeah, you try to. Do you're you, the surgeon, and it's like, all right, so just here to here, yeah, I got it, right? Do you now. do your own legal advice? I mean, you know, what? I, I'd like to think everybody that does a Fizbo also uses TurboTax. <laughs> right? That is a very good comparison, right? right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like these CPAs are out to get me. They're I'm like, not giving I'm not them, my pay them my money. Some money's right. Yeah. So like they they automatically are the smartest kids in class. 
And then they were like, oh, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do for me? You know, I got a camera phone. I can take some, uh, some My pictures. My house is on Zylo already. Yeah. What, what are you going to do differently? So it's like they have like an aggressive stance. So that is one of that's one of the ways that they treat realtors. Yeah. So the traditional realtor, I feel like when I try to script this with people, um, their approach is a lot of times, are you still looking to sell this house? And would you be willing to let me set up an appointment to come tell you why? I think you should let me list it versus doing for sale by owner. Right. But ultimately, you're giving the person a chance to easily just shut you down and say no. Yeah. Right? They already hate us. You know, like... Like, can I come over and do the thing you don't want me to do? No. And they're like, no, thanks. Not at all. Right? So, you need to be approaching these people in the way to essentially try to help them. Service. Even knowing that they're, they they don't want to hire you, knowing that you're not going in for the listing, you're trying to add value to these people's lives so that they see that there is value to using a realtor. So, how do you approach a Fisbo, Galen? You know, I so when I first got into the business, I took a uh, class by a pretty well-known um, guy who, who does a, a program that I've seen some of our agents sign up on and me and that guy had like a rough beginning, so I don't, I don't even say his name because, you know, I don't want you to have a bad experience too. But so one of the things that I always look at is like, hey, I view my buyers with high esteem and regard. And so before I just send them to you as a for sale by owner, I usually want to get some information uh, done correctly because when a new home buyer goes into a transaction, they want to be dealing with a professional on their side and with the other side. And just by definition, you are not a professional. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, so I need to make sure all the grounds are covered because there's going to be a heightened level of anxiety because they're going to be like, well, does this person know A, B, or C? Do they know the laws? Do they know the processes? What forms to fill out? What has to go on what timeline? So I usually reach out to you know the for sale by owner and just say, like, hey, listen, my name is Galen. I've got some buyers that are interested in properties like yours in this area. Would it be possible for me uh, to look at your house to kind of get a feel if this would be a good fit? And a lot of times they're like, no, I don't want you to come over here. You can bring an agent or you can bring a, your, your buyer if you want. And I just explained to them, like, look, my client lives in Boston or New York or Philadelphia. They can't just pop in. And like, So I need to go there and make sure that this house has all of the things that they want to know that might not be uh, found in the pictures that you take. And a lot of times they're not taking professional pictures. So their camera phone pictures, like they can't see that they can't tell, you know, what does it feel like in the house? How, what's the distance between the living room to the kitchen? What's the slope of the backyard? Are the kids going to be able, can we put a fence up? There's a lot of unanswered questions that a trained professional would probably address when they're doing your listing. But since you did it yourself, I need to see those things. It's like, so would you be willing to allow me to come? If they say yes, I then will ask them the the most important question for any realtor is like, how am I getting paid for this? Yep. Like, are you willing to pay the buyer's commission? Now, you keep going. No, for the most part, I think reasonable people will say yes, because they've probably heard that question before. I have had the every now and again, you get the one guy that's like, I'm not paying anyone anything. And I'm like, like, bye. And that's that's a judgment call you have to make, right? Because some people will say like, oh, oh well, maybe I'll try to like get it from my clients. For me personally, no. I'm like, all right, well, have a great day. And they're like, Are you, you got to show my, my, your client my property. And I'm like, no. I don't got to do anything, sir. Correct. I was like, I'm in a fiduciary relationship with them to provide them with a 
level of service that they expect. And if I find that this is not going to meet that level of service, then you don't fall into that parameters. I had a FISBO tell me that one time, and I told them no. And then they said they were going to call the Board of Realtors and file a complaint <laughs> on me. And I told them, here you go. Here's their number. You can ask for this person, this person, this person. Let them know that Jared Davis, member number 75721, will not show your house because you are not willing to pay a real estate agent. And you let me know what the board of real estate agents has to say about your formal complaint. And uh, this is myself. Feel free to call me back and we'll uh, laugh about it together in about five minutes. So this is how I like to approach FISBOs. Galen, he brought up the money thing at the end. I actually like to bring it up up front. I think it's good to know where their head's at when I start this conversation. So mine goes a little something like this. Uh, hi, Mr. Such-and-Such. Such. Uh, are you the owner of 123 Fake Street? Yes, I am. Is this still for sale, or have you already put it under contract? Okay, it is still for sale. Fantastic. Uh, are you paying a buyer's commission if I was to bring a buyer? I just want to make sure, before we you know move any further, I just want to make sure you're at least willing to pay that buy-side commission if I have somebody that's interested. Yes, I'm paying the 3%. Okay, fantastic. The reason I was calling today, I run one of the number one teams in Central Virginia, and inventory is pretty low these days. We have had a hard time finding houses for our purchasers uh, to buy. And so as one of the top teams in the area, we like to have a pulse on what's for sale, even the off-market stuff, the for sale by owners. And so even though we're using the MLS, your house isn't popping up, I like to scour some of these other sites and see what's there so that I can let my clients know and have them uh, give them an accurate view of what's going on with the market and inventory. Is there a time that I can come out and preview the house? I run a team. I have about 25 agents that work for me. I like to come out, maybe take a couple of pictures. I know you have some on Zillow right this second, but I like to have some for my file. I can share it with my team at our Tuesday team meeting so that we're aware of what's going on FISBO-wise, what's off-market and not MLS. Typically, by this point, people are okay. Again, sometimes Galen uh, made a good point. Sometimes people say, well, you can bring a buyer if you want, and that's when I like to tell them, hey, I sell hundreds of houses a year. I'm not going to bring a buyer into this when there's not that many pictures or not that much information when I could potentially have 10 or 15 buyers, right? So rather than set up an appointment 10 or 15 times to bring 10 or 15 different buyers that may or not may not be interested, I come, I tour, I get an idea. I know what my buyers want. I'll take some pictures, maybe some video if you're okay with it. For the presentation. And then I can present this to my people. Again, I can't market this out since it's not my listing, but I can share it with them, you know what I mean, off-market if you're okay with that, right? Now you have the appointment. And at this point, it's crucial that you don't go in and try to sell yourself as their listing agent. Again, we've already established they don't want to list their house. They want <laughs> to save their 3%. Statistically, they're going to lose 10 to 20% by selling it by themselves. But that's not your problem right this second. You're just going to push the fact that you want them to sell their house you really hope that they can find that buyer, right? But now when you get on this appointment, this is when you start adding little teeny drips of value throughout, right? You walk through, you maybe give them some pointers, you start taking the tour. I also have little different things that I'll prick them with in a nice way, right? Not a way that's derogatory. Oh, so you didn't fix the water damage. Got <laughs> no, like this is one I love to use, right? First and foremost, the market's been crazy. So you show up, you see it's been on Zillow <laughs> yeah. for 31 days. So I ask him, hey, what's the showing traffic been like so far? Have you been getting any feedback? Uh, how many offers have you gotten so far? You know, we're typically on market for about 14 days, you know, average three, four offers per house. I'm, I'm sure you've gotten some offers. Maybe they were just low and you hadn't accept. What's your activity like? 
See, now they're starting to see just up front they're the like, fact wait, that what? we've sold, you know, 20 houses since you've been listed. You've sold zero houses. What's your showing activity like? Oh, we've only had one showing. We typically get 12 to 14 our first week, right? You're not comparing. You're just stating facts. You're just making some statements because you're taking the assumption that they're just as successful at this as you are because that's what they think. Because that's what they want, yeah. So you are making that comparo without them, you know, not derogatory, but they're going to start to understand, okay, wait, these guys are getting a little bit different results than I'm getting Right, I saw that the neighbor house that went on the market. They had fourteen offers. Yes, showed that one. Tried to get it, couldn't, couldn't get, get it. We we were one of fourteen offers. You know how many are y'all sitting <laughs> on right now? No, okay. Man, that's a bee sting. The other thing I hit them with is their value. It could be right, it could be wrong. I do not care. But it's a hey. I see you're priced at five fifty right this second. Uh, how'd you come up with the comparable report? You know, sometimes, you know, obviously, you know, Zillow's off by 10% in the best of markets up or down a lot of ways. So obviously you didn't look at Zillow for the value. So how'd you come up with it? <laughs> obviously. And I, I say just like that. I'm like, you know, obviously you didn't look at the Zillow value. You know, they're in, we're in a four out of four star market. It's up to 5% off. So you're at 550. That would mean it could be 500. It could be 600, right? Somewhere in that range, $100,000 difference. So, you know, how'd you come up with your value? And now you've put them in a really awkward position. You're like, so I was, I looked. <laughs> so I looked at Zillow. You're right. I didn't. Um, I looked at Zillow. But in the, the assessment, you know, there was a oh, there was an assessment. My tax assessment. There was an assessment for a while, and um, that went up thirteen percent. Did I just so catch I, a niner in there? And you're just like, oh, the asset. Okay, so you had the county come out and look at the house and reassess. Well, no, I. I they haven't been in the house, so they don't know. They don't know your finishings or anything like that. Just, just what the appraiser say? Yeah, did you you had it appraised then, right? You just hired a private appraiser. I mean, that's probably worth four hundred bucks. You're saving three percent, so you, you save fifteen thousand bucks. That pay for a five hundred dollar appraisal, right? Again, you're not going to do anything in a sarcastic, rude way, but as you start making these comments, hopefully, what you're doing, I'm hoping that their palms are sweating by this point. Yeah. They're like, oh God. What have I done? What have I gotten myself into? He's our, you know, we handed him the scalpel. He's made an incision. He's starting to bleed. And now he's like, how do I fix this? <laughs> right? That's where we want them to be, right? Yeah. But you're offering them things. Well, I see you still have pictures up. You know, it'd be a good idea to depersonalize. Your family's beautiful, but it's not the family that's moving to the house. And, you know, you may want to get some stuff off of the countertops. If I was going to, you know, if it was a listing of mine, I'd say, you know, countertop space is going to maximize. It's going to be better. Hey, you know, I noticed you didn't really have any pictures or it looks like, you know, I saw you in the uh, bathroom mirror in that picture that you took for Zillow. Uh, would maybe be good to get some pro shots rather than just having you in the mirror. Uh, yeah, trying to. I saw you with your hand around the corner, taking that picture to try to be out of the shot. But you know, we could give you a good photographer if you want. Want our pro photographer? You could pay and have him come out and at least do some good shots for it. Right? You're offering value all the way throughout. Right? I was just gonna jab Mike, but I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> I was like, HD Bros will come out. <laughs> just kidding, guys. <laughs> Studio 77 for all of your photos, beep, beep, podcasting, beep, beep. all kinds of things. More than just photos. I mean, you we, we just gave him <laughs> and the I perfect like beep, and he was just like <laughs> I'm surprised he hit the right button. I know. This is like back into deep dive music. All right. So, so. so as, before we go for it, I just want to highlight just something that Jared said. And this is kind of, um, it goes in line with what the 
A National Association of Realtors just stated not too long ago when they took a poll, and here is the most important reasons for selling a home as a FISBO. Mm-hmm. 24% okay. they sold to relatives, friends, or family. Yep. So that's kind of like it makes sense you know, a little bit. 15% they, they were contacted, uh, the, the buyer contacted the seller directly. So I, that's a little bit different. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that. Eight percent did not want to deal with an agent. Just didn't want to deal with mm-hmm, them. Okay, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. So we'll hold that one out there. Four percent, the agent was just unable to sell the home, which I laugh at because it's like, all right, so these four percent, the agent wasn't able to do it, but you said oh, I can do that. Yeah. I was like, huh, that's odd. Then the two percent, there's just other, but the number one reason, yeah, forty-seven percent did not want to pay a commission. Yep. So I, and I so if I think about forty seven percent didn't want to pay a commission, eight percent didn't want to deal with an agent, which is like odd. I'm like, so what? It's not a financial reason. You just don't like agents. Well, yeah, well, I think that those yeah. two blend together. Yeah, you. Would, that's in my mind. I, I would think so too. But that's very interesting. It's like it's just the money. Yeah. And it's kind of like and Jared highlighted. It's like if you were to use a realtor. You would probably sell your house for ten to twenty percent more. Is this the last statistic I saw? So, right. So they're going to save three. They're not going to save six because they're already paying the buy side most of the time. So now they're going to save three percent to lose ten or twenty percent. So now and again, those are even some this stats. This is just math, guys. Those are some stats out there out from time to time again. But I'm not pressuring them for the listing. Again, I'm just adding value and service. Now the other thing that you will realize about this is that man, it sounds like it's not even a real stat, but I. I swear this is the last time I saw this. 99% are going to fail at FISBO. 99%. Yeah. So if you had 100 appointments set up throughout the year, only one of them really is going to FISBO this thing correctly, which means 99 are going to need a realtor. So that's when you ask yourself, who are they going to call? Well, if I wasn't the pesky guy that tried to sell them, I was the anti-realtor's realtor, right? Thing that was like, I'm doing all the things that all these other realtors that he dislikes. I'm doing the opposite of those people, right? You can only really name five to six major brands at any given time of any different category of things, and really one or two are going to be prominent. So if I'm like soda. Coke, Pepsi. There you go. If I'm like uh, computers. Dell, Apple. Yeah, exactly. Realtors are the same thing. So Galen Jared. Galen Jared. That's it. <laughs> Nailed it. Best friend team up. So. <laughs> yes. Yes, no, Mike. I got it right. So, so you want that person, the 99 out of 100, once they realize this ain't working for me, who do I call? You want them to think, I need to call Galen because he didn't try to sell me. He actually came out and just tried to help me. Now, one of the ways that I close the meeting, because, again, you want to be able to follow up with these people, but remember, you've only told them, I hope you sell this thing. I want you to get a buyer, right? That's what we're trying to do. We're going to try to find a buyer, yada, yada, yada. Okay, this is what I love to do. I tell them, sir, ma'am, I really hope that we can get your house sold for you with a buyer. And if not, I hope you find a buyer. The market's still great right this second. I'm sure you're going to find somebody. But if you're going to sell the house yourself, you're really going to need... Dude, you were distracting me like crazy. Just, what are you doing? Use your brain. You what got you, it. You, you, got it. you got it. Like you got it. He asked for it. I gave it to him. I don't know what he's I'm doing. you hyped up. Sorry. All right. So, try this again. There you go. Start, from, start there. <laughs> Okay, I'd have to be, I'd have to do the distraction on the listing appointment too. I get it. So here's the thing. So I tell them, if you're going to sell this house yourself, you need to be up to date with the market in your neighborhood. You're going to need to know what's active, what's pending, what's sold, 
right? And I want you to have that data. So if it, if it wouldn't offend you, is it okay if I just put you on a weekly email and I'll send you everything that's coming up in the neighborhood for sale, everything that's pending, everything that closes, so you can actually see what prices you're competing with and what houses you're competing with. Now, nine times out of 10, the person is going to say, really? You would do that for me? Right? I, you're, I'm not hiring you. I'm not doing anything, but you're going to actually take time out of your week to send this to me every week? And you say yes. But what does that person now allow you to do? Well, now that you got their email address, you got their contact information. And they've told me I can contact them every week now, yeah. which means all I'm doing is setting up an MLS search for pending, solds, and actives in that neighborhood, and I'm just dripping it to them, whether it's ASAP or whether it's weekly. But now... This is what happens. Not only do I get to contact them every week, they see my information, I've added value, I'm helping them, even though I'm not, I don't have the listing whatsoever. But now, the more stubborn they are, the longer the time will go by, which means the more emails they're going to get of houses in the neighborhood that they're, that are listing with realtors, that are going under contract with realtors, that are pending with realtors, that are closing with realtors, while their house sits and does nothing. So if you're in a popular neighborhood and you got one, two, three, four houses come up, you're like, oh, yeah, that one came up. And you're getting an email. Houses and, are closing out. And my right? name is there. And my face is there. And my email's there. And my phone number's there. And every week or every day that something pops up, it's popping up and saying, another one's old, another one's old, another one's old. At some point, this guy, if he really wants to sell, he says, dang, something's not working for me. I need I gotta, to call I got to figure something out. Now, who do I call? I call the person that's been helping me for no money. That hasn't been bothering me. Coming from a, a, a place of service. Bingo. That makes sense. And that's how I capture Fizbo's. That, that, to me, must be like a, a hard thing for them to understand. Because I've done the same thing. You just set, you're sending them the data. Like I'm not, it's, it's comment-free data. It's like, oh, you're at 123 Main Street, 1234, 1235, 1236. All these ones were going off the market. And you're just like, well, what is it? Like sometimes their house is better than the one that just sold. But the fact of the matter is, is like it wasn't marketed. It wasn't taken. It wasn't handled by a professional. And eventually they're just like, all right, I got to do something. This th Whatever I'm doing right now is work. The other thing that I have found, like a lady called me, and she was like, I'm just tired of showing it. Because they don't realize, yeah. like, yeah. like you don't have a lockbox. You don't have, like, an online scheduling service. So yeah. you're just getting people like, can I rent it? Can I come see it? Then they, they go see it. And then they're like, oh, well, would you be willing to rent it? You're like, man, I just... My lunch break, I just came out here just for you to ask me if I could rent it to you. Yep. And it's like, that's got to be frustrating, too, because we've sold houses, and you get all of that information. You get all the scammers. You get everyone, and now you got to field all that. Or even safety. Like, I've seen I've seen where I've called Fizbo's and been like, hey, I want to try to check this out. I think it'd be good for a client. And he's like, yeah, contractor box on the door, 1412 is the code. And I'm like, you asked for no credentials Oh, yeah, from yeah, me. for sure. Just a contractor box. I'm going to go steal all your new appliances Like, they right didn't now. ask me for, like, a business card or background. I'm like, hey, this is Galen Parker. And they're just like, oh, yeah, just go right on in. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm like. If I was a thief. Okay. I would be cleaning out Man, that house would be copper free, baby. I, I mean. <laughs> I was like, no copper like, left in that bad boy. The alarm code is this to turn <laughs> off. You're like, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I mean, gosh. So, if you're a realtor watching or just a thief. <laughs> great, great idea to rob people. Just call a bunch of Fizbos, and when they let you in their house with no one home. And if you ask how you got that idea, you never heard of us. I mean, it's crazy to me, like, what people will do. I've, I've been given the code multiple times from multiple Fizbos with a contractor box. Just to kind of circle around with this thing, Jared, what are some things that we, we see that are the reason why their house is not selling? Most of the time, they've all they've definitely overpriced it. Almost Price is every number time one. Anyways, because, right? because the thing is, some of them will have talked to a realtor. 
right? They've talked to a realtor and the realtor's like, hey, this is a realistic view of the market. And they're just like, but I'm not a realistic view kind of guy. And I want 40,000 <laughs> more. Things. So I'll just do it on my own and prove you wrong, right? So that's going to be like number one. Yep. You know, pricing. I, got, I wrote that as number one. Uh, you know, they typically are not going to do professional pictures. Okay. I, I mean, I would one. say not even 10%. I, yeah. I bet you it's probably like two to three percent will actually have somebody come in and do photos of some kind and i don't even know if you would say that two or three percent is like a real estate photographer or maybe they like know somebody with a good camera <laughs> maybe one percent <laughs> of the time a guy with a camera maybe one percent of the time they actually hire a real estate photographer right so typically it's marketed very poorly from a from a picture standpoint i even had people say like well pictures don't matter they're going to come out and look at it That's i'm like crazy. no 90 plus percent of people are going to find their house online and if they look at the pictures and they suck then they don't want to come see it how many houses do we show galen where they get out and they're like man the pictures really made this look better than it was oh my goodness it's like like it, it, it looks bigger online or it like, looks cleaner yeah, online it's the nicer. pictures I'm got like, you here that's why i did this it's yeah. like but on the flip side, I've had like Fizbo's do really bad photos and we've shown up for a showing and they're like, wow, this is like way nicer in person than I thought it was going to be because these pictures were so bad, right? So typically lack of marketing on that front. They think that everyone's just looking at Zillow and going to call them. And, and, and here's the other thing. This is where ego comes into it heavily because this Fizbo thinks that he's going to do a better job selling his house than the realtor. Yeah. And this is what people need to realize. No one wants to hear from the seller. No one. I hate even on the luxury market side. I understand it. Like, I have the most expensive listing in Cheshire County right this second. And even that one, I let people show it without me if they want to because the owner's okay with it. No one lives there. I understand there's really valuables and this and that. But in a, in a lot of the luxury market, the list agent's always going to meet you there and show it to you. And even in those instances, I get it. It's just it's a higher-end market. It's a little bit different playing field. But I hate it because you get with the client, the client can't talk to you about what they feel they about feel the house. They feel very uncomfortable. But now imagine it that it's the actual seller. It's not the agent. It's the guy that sleeps in the bed with the tacky comforter with a big tiger on it. And So you're not free to really even like... You're like, I hate this. Look around. Why does yeah. this smell? Why is this done? What do we do with this? So when they come to me on a showing and they're like, hey, we want to find out about this or that, I can call and subjectively say, hey, can you find out about this? It's very hard when the seller's trying to pitch it. And you're just like, just even even when we have houses listed and there's just sellers that won't leave, there's sometimes we're just for some reason a seller won't or can't leave. I just want to be here. I'm just going to sit in the Florida room. Don't mind me at all. Well, those are the quickest showings. Oh, yeah. We don't spend ever. any time there. You're in, you're out. You're like, sorry to bother you. See you later. I, I, last year, I took a client to one. The seller was home, and then she had like all these signs everywhere because like certain rooms were dedicated like to the animals. And they're like, don't touch this. Don't go here. My clients were just like, ah. Yeah, that was let's, that one let's I just get out of you. Here. We went to one the other day that had like medicine and cleaning <laughs> products with like tags on it that was like 50, 50 cents. Cent. And it was like a baby Benadryl that had one shot left in it. And it was like 50 cents. And they had tags on it. Like it's for sale if you want it. But then there were signs on everything. There was like a sign on the basement door that said like basement access. And I was like, what? Did you think I wasn't going to open the door yeah, to go yeah. to the basement? You think I was going to fall down the steps? Like, what? If I was blind, I wouldn't see the sign anyways. It was insane. So you get a lot of weird Fizbo stuff like that. And too. I just want to just just to finish out here. Here are some of the other reasons. And you, you touched on them. Asking price too high. Always. That's why they fail. Refusal to offer buyers agent commission. Big fail. Yeah. Can't attract qualified buyers because of, obviously, the other reasons. Uh, not effectively... Uh, 
qualifying prospective buyers. That's when you get in there and it's like, hey, can I rent? Or, oh, mm-hmm. I'm not pre-qualified. Or I got to sell a home. Yep. And that gets frustrating. Uh, overlooking crucial documentation, which is the bane of my existence because I'm like, do you know where like your lead base paid? All these things are like, I don't know. I always bring that out to people, though. And that's another thing. I scare them because I come out and I'm like, well, obviously, you know, you need your resident property disclosure and your lead base paint disclosure and your summary of rights disclosure. And, you know, if you don't have those things, obviously, they can walk the contract anytime. You can't lock them in, can't take their EMD. And then they start realizing, wait, maybe there's more paperwork to this thing than I thought. I thought I was just going to go to legal Zoom and... I also think because the contract that I'm going to send in is going to be the MLS contract. Man, what is that, like 20 pages, 70 pages, I think. Well, and I'm going to slate that thing to my buyer so hard that. Oh, yeah. Like I'm crushing your contract if I want to walk away at any point when I write on a FISBO because you know nothing. My about inspection it. period is 30 days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to walk away for any reason at any point that I want from a for sale by owner because yeah. they just don't have the know-how for me not to. Low curb appeal. Obviously, mm-hmm. poor interior staging because you put all your family pictures everywhere and you've got like all these like controversial flags and stuff. A uh, failure to address issues raised by a home inspection. That's another one why they could totally go down in flames. And then also, as you just mentioned, the number nine mm-hmm. being present during the open house and showings. No That's why that. they feel because no one wants to. It's like people don't like going to buy going to like a car dealership and even talking to the salesperson, like let alone they definitely don't want to talk to you. Can so. you imagine going to a car dealership and buying a used car and the guy that owned it is with you? He has a ride in the car. As you He's do like, the, I'm going to sit in the back. Let me know what you think. He's just like, just keep, yeah. What's that smell? Oh, yeah, I spilled a bunch of coffee in the seat Like, once. even on Craigslist, right, you would still, like, show up and you'd be like, hey, go drive it. I'll hold your license, right? Like, you still, you know what I mean? <laughs> you still wouldn't, like, ride with a, a test drive with the guy that's selling you your car. It's just, yeah. it's just weird. It's just really weird. I'm trying to think if there was anything else. There's something else I was going to bring out, and it's slipping my mind now. But I'm trying to figure out. It was about offering value. <sighs> you got anything else, Galen? Yeah, those are my big ones. I mean, ideally, as an agent that we're speaking to, is just communicate your service to them. Um, let them see you, this is your time to shine. This is great practice for you because maybe because this is going to be one of the hardest sellers that you're going to have to convince. But if you have certain things dialed in, why they should use you as a realtor, what do you offer? All of that will go a long way. And maybe they don't choose you, but when you do have someone else, oh, you're going to be so on it and so just refined. Two things. Yeah, my two things were, uh, one, letting them know, hey, hey, if you do find a buyer, just FYI, um, if you're having trouble with contracts, paperwork, negotiations, let me know, and I'm happy to flat fee services for you, right? We get a lot of FISBOs where they're like, hey, my cousin, like you said, family members, hey, they're going to buy it. Um, I just don't know the process, right? Can you be like be in the middle? Sure, we can do that. We won't charge you 3%. We'll just charge you a flat fee, and we can make sure you have all the proper documents that you're tight and buttoned up, all that stuff. So then now, you're again, you're offering, sir, even if they don't take it up, take you up on it you're offering them then the other thing would be a fisbo open house so uh, if you're in a brokerage where you know maybe you don't have that many open houses to do you can let them know hey if you're willing to put it in there i can go ahead and do the open house for you and try to at least just show it and sell it and you know if i get any clients out of it great but if i sell the house you know i'll want my three percent but then you get you know you get out of it for free right then you could even entice them to say hey man this would go a lot farther if we could get it in mls so even if just you, for these three days, even, what if we signed a listing agreement for five days, just enough to get it up, run the MLS? I could even do, you know, however you want to negotiate that commission. But then if for some reason you put it in and now he says like, hey, I'm not going to sell it to another agent or pay two commissions. Any of those showings that you stacked up before the open house, you can tell them, hey, sorry, uh, uh, we had like 15 showings, but I can't confirm them unless you want to keep this thing moving. But 
Hey, no worries. We're going to we're going to expire it like you wanted to. Not a big deal. <laughs> you know, it's a good one. It's like, hey, listen, I know we're about to close that. Hey, real quick. What do you want me to do with the 15 people that scheduled a showing? I mean, I can't like really confirm any of those. What do you I, I mean, I could keep it open. But like, if not, we're just going to let them go. So just let me know when you can. And then they're like, huh, yeah, we just, we just did a listing service. But, you know, we weren't in agreement to actually, yeah. you know, have this. So you have to tell me. No, 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 not really. But uh, yeah, if you want to keep it running, we can just pay a little bit more commission and we'll get all this showing set up and get you a contract. Well done. I love it. So that's everything I got today. Anything else? That is huge. I mean, and and if you have any more questions, feel free to put it in the comments or shoot us a text message or DM. We're happy to help you conquer your goals for 2023. That's right. And if you're looking for more insight, if you want to know what it's like to join up with us, whether you are local or somewhere else in the country or somewhere else out of country, Uh, We have an entire network of people across the country and even out of the country, Mexico, Brazil, Germany, uh, where we are helping agents grow their business. So outside of this podcast, we're doing weekly trainings on Zoom. Uh, We are doing in-person events. We are doing conferences about four or five times a year. So if you want to see what any of that looks like, feel free to reach out to us. We'll let you know exactly what you get if you're looking for a move or a change, if you're looking to take your business to the next level, whether you're a solo agent or or team agent, or run a team, or want to build a team. So you can reach me at jared at centralvarealty.com, or you can find me on Instagram at underscore, underscore, the Davis Group. If you're watching this on YouTube, fantastic, Mega Agent Academy. We also run Living in Richmond, Virginia. Galen, how do they reach you? You can reach me at 804-274-9016, or email me at galen at centralvarealty.com, or if you're on a little thing called Instagram, that's your realtor's favorite realtor, RV. Uh, that's it this is another episode of rva nope it's not we're not rva i I sidetracked from other channel this is another ah, (laughs) another episode of mega real estate talk thank you for watching and we will see you next time if you have a real estate question that you would like to ask jared or galen reach out to them at jared at centralvarealty.com or galen at centralvarealty.com. Who knows, it may even be featured on an upcoming episode.